This bar doesn't have hams. Wax. Rhapsodic. Well, thank you. The bar doesn't the have bar hams. Doesn't, they, you the, drank all the of The bar it. is out of hams, which is a fucking goddamn travesty. So you, uh, what are you drinking right now, then? Uh, I I did have a PBR in a bottle, and uh, I was, I just, I ordered my first hams, and they said, oh no, we don't, we're, like we're out of hams. I was like, okay, and uh, and I was like, he's like PBR. I was like, yeah, sure, and then he brought me a bottle. I thought I thought it was gonna be an, on a tap, but it's not on a tap. Do they so make was, PBR on tap? They do. Yeah. Yeah, you can get thought, you can get PBR in kegs. I thought it only came in. Like fucking child no, no, no. sippy cups. And then I then I asked about a Nordisk, so getting a Nordisk, right? So yeah. you know, a grain belt, a, a good Minnesota, good Minnesota beer. shells yeah, beer. Yeah. And uh, no, they only have that in bottles as well. So I'd uh, now I'm drinking um, well, I'm a lonely blonde, and I'm not gonna pour rum into that because that just seems, you know, just trying too hard at that point. Yeah. So remember what, when on this podcast we used to talk about what we were drinking every week? Yeah. I think the whole drinking culture of this podcast became unhealthy. Very much so. That's <laughs> I don't even. We drink. both we both don't drink at nearly as much. As no, we not even not even a fraction. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I just drink like. Pop. Yeah, we definitely cut down uh, on the. Uh, we we joke a lot about the rum hams, and I listen. I do enjoy rum hams every now and then, no, but we definitely uh, we joke a lot. It's it's more of a joke than it is a, an actual like lifestyle yeah, choice. We've, we've grown up a lot since those <laughs> early days. Yeah. Oh, only you know 70, 75 episodes ago, <laughs> uh, the very first episode when we. Got just fucking annihilated at uh, Town Hall. I, I think I said some uh, really offensive you, stuff when I was, uh, if I recall correctly, and I don't recall that well. Yeah, please don't go look into our archives. No, no, no. <laughs> please, You'll find stuff that, do uh, that will get me fired. All yeah. right. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. like they don't even know i know it's like they don't even fucking know we're we're trying to sit here do a professional broadcast professional podcast thousands upon millions of listeners and they're back there having a good time thousands upon tens yeah tens upon tens tens of listeners listeners, yeah you know what's weird is our listenership has actually gone steadily up over time yeah which i thought kind of early interest would be like oh that's kind of cool they got another thing and then you know people are like well i got a life to get on with and it's been the opposite of that people have slowly been like oh yeah this is something i should spend valuable time in my mortality doing that's cool yeah, no, i mean we're grateful for him like i don't know i listen to most of my podcasts at 2x speed so i wouldn't begrudge anybody if they listen to their podcast like this podcast especially at 2x speed i listen no. you I talk listen about that shit all the time i've yeah. never met one other person in my life who does that really zero is the number of I mean, people i've ever <laughs> met who've done that it is it's it's a it's a life hack a life hack i hacked into life yeah well Fucking Broke listen, through the mainframe. I can I can double the number of podcasts I listen to oh and, and all that. Like I'm I'm also still literally I'm literally a week behind in podcasts. 
It sounds like a chore. I I don't know. I don't listen to any podcasts. They suck. They all suck. Yeah. I got a new podcast for it format for you. It's uh it's two dudes who just like ch- chatting and they say, hey, maybe other people would like to listen to us jawing. Has anyone it done sounds- that yet? No, it's we can no. do that. It's literally one hundred percent of podcasts. I really want to start. I I really like with the with the kid coming. I really want to start my my dad podcast. Dad cast. Yeah, yeah dad cast. I really want to do Wes that. In there? Yeah. Wes and you and and uh, uh, Luke Craig and oh fuck yeah, some other people who are dads and maybe some people who are like not quite dads yet. And I think it would be fucking awesome. But absolutely, I also like. I don't probably have the time to do that so no, no you're fucked <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly coming into a point where i have the time to do this kind of yeah shit, i know and you're not gonna be there for very long yeah congratulations i'm gonna be able to get away for like an hour i know that'll be, <laughs> that'll be the, yeah. this time you don't want to fucking spend it doing this <laughs> let's talk about some soccer so, sure. so minnesota united not playing right now if you haven't watched we are not in the mls playoffs i know this is going to come as a shock to some of you but weirdly there man. are a few teams that are as the, as it winds down to the narrowing uh, two, what's the name of our coverage? Uh, two Daves, one cup coverage. Two Daves, of the one MLS cup yep. uh, playoff. So um, we're getting closer. We're going to start tonight by talking about uh, the playoffs. We're right in the middle of the semifinal round. Yep. We've played one leg. We're going on to the next one. We're going to move on and talk about some of the Minnesota United news, both uh, general news as well as the roster moves that came down yesterday. They really fucking put a firecracker in the ass of this team. They did probably a good idea and uh, then we're going to finish it up by talking about uh, continental championships we're going to talk about the clusterfuck of the uh, libertadores uh, finale that hasn't happened yet and then uh, uh, a quick quick i'm emphasizing quick here david don't you fucking get off track Uh, uh, roundup of uefa champions league uh, halfway through this round of matches so what do you think Let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, but yeah. before we do that, again, you know, we always we want to plug it. We do the Patreon. Let's do um, it. Uh, we bought some new equipment, guys. We uh, we're gonna, we're going to be able to do uh, multiple. Uh, so not just not just uh, just me and David, and then with me sharing a mic with someone when we have a guest. We're gonna actually we got bought some splitters. We bought some really cool stuff. Uh, that's coming in the next few weeks. So uh, thank you everybody who, who contributes to the Patreon. That's really awesome. Uh, really appreciate it. Again, we're. We're just going to figure out that, hopefully figure out that Demolition Man thing. Um, but Martin is actually going to be out of town uh, next week. So I'm going to be podcasting with, hope, uh, you know, another uh, host to be determined, a, a future Dave. And I, I, think I, might, Dave. I think I might Temporary record Dave. I think I might record some uh, Patreon content while, uh, while you're gone. Why don't you run that shit by the, me before you drop it? Well, no, I'm just going to record it and then drop it. Cause <laughs> so... But yeah, if you can, if you are interested, if you're not a Patreon uh, supporter right now, you can go to patreoncom Daves. I know help support the Daves that you know. Any any amount helps. Honestly, like you know, it's we're we're not making we're getting like like twenty bucks a month or whatever, which is going into a bank account, which I'm gonna then transfer to David yep. Martin so that he can you know pay for the things that he's already bought from his you know gigantic Wells Fargo salary. So yeah. uh, patreon.com backslash the Daves I know helps support the Daves you know. Uh, and uh, yeah that's it'll be really fantastic. Again we're you know we're trying to do at least one thing a month. Um, again if once I have the mics for a, a couple weeks well uh, Martin's out I'm gonna record a bunch of shit so that we'll have some God, have some more content. I better fucking be good. <laughs> so alright so let's uh, let's move on to uh, talk about uh, what the hell just happened uh, in the world of MLS, yep. which was the conference finals, yep. the first leg of the conference finals. I get confused when they always they always call it like the conference finals, and then it's like the finals, finals. You know, it's the semifinals. F- 
fuck your conference finals. Yeah. They still called it the conference finals back when they would actually take teams from one conference and, and stick them in the other conference. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. It's the semifinal. That's what I'm going to call it for the rest of the night. Sure. Got it. Fair. That's the nomenclature. But it's technically the con- conference finals because there's the Eastern Conference and there's the Western Conference. Thank you. And let's talk about the Eastern Conference. Let's talk about Red Bull uh, yeah, and holy Atlanta. Shit. I, I did not uh, see this coming. That. Did you watch this game? No. Okay. So I was at. Uh, <laughs> I That's was, what I meant when I said I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I didn't watch it. So I, I was at uh, Blackheart, which is, uh, I'm just going to do a shout-out right now. Um, if you are interested in watching the second legs of these games, uh, uh, Blackheart, we're going to be uh, – there's going to be a bunch of us watching the games at Blackheart in St. Paul on uh, University Avenue. Um, Albert and uni- uh, University, I think, is the made, like the first intersection there. Uh, starting at 6.30 on Thursday uh, is when these games will be kicking off. Um in New Jersey for the Red Bulls hosting the second leg, but they got their fucking asses annihilated. Yeah, uh, I didn't in see that coming. Atlanta. No, a lot of people. So if if you didn't watch it, a lot of people are going to talk about uh, Bradley Wright Phillips had a goal disallowed, could have changed the dynamic of the whole yes. game, and that's true. Hundred percent could have, but they still got outplayed. They they were firmly outplayed. It, it wasn't like it was neck and neck, and then they got one bad call. They were outplayed. Yeah, they were. They were definitely. It was it was a it was weird watching that rebels team considering, you know the the rebel rebels games that I have watched I haven't, and I've again to be fair I haven't watched a ton of rebels games but they've always been even in games they've lost they look like they've been in control and they just yeah, they yeah. got a they They're got a the bad shield winners. they got a bad bouncer they got a you know yeah. um, this game they, they just, couldn't do shit out they of their were, own they half they were not in control at all no um, yes the 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 disallowed goal was kind of bullshit in my estimation and it. Probably it, it definitely affects how the Red Bulls play for the rest of that game. Right. But yeah, the, the fact that the Red Bulls like had that goal disallowed and then just decided and, and didn't come back at all, um, just really made it, it. Yeah, I mean, it was Atlanta just really dominated. Just really, I really hate saying Atlanta just dominated, but Atlanta just dominated that game, and it was they did. Not, you know, Atlanta was something you wish you're. Our team would fucking do one time once. Just, <laughs> right? just own a game. Hey, we did against LAFC, if you'll recall. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I, I'm a big uh, proponent of the idea that you learn more about watching the general flow of play and watch what happens off the ball rather than just saying, here are the goals, or this team won or that team lost. Because yeah. I think if you do the right things in the flow of the game, it will add up over the long haul two goals that'll get you there of course individual goals can happen on a bad bounce in a moment of freak athleticism all this stuff it's what happens in general in general new york lost as bad as they did by the scoreline oh yeah they weren't good enough overall to turn that game into a win even once out of 10 times which is like typical new york red bulls (laughs) i mean shit in the pants outside of outside of the the last uh you know the last round against columbus when they they lost the the first round, the first leg, but yep. they came back and won it. Like this is what rebels do—they shit the bed in the first leg, yeah. and then three, they three supporter shields in what the last seven years. Yeah, and uh, sorry, shit in the playoffs. Honestly, so. like they're like you know, they're one of MOS's juggernaut teams in terms of like they like yeah. they're consistently good. Absolutely. You know, they lost Jesse Marsh. They they didn't lose a fucking beat at all when it came to uh, to playing, and then yeah, they just shit the bed in the in the playoffs. So I mean. As a Minnesota United fan, I could only wish that we would be good enough that we just get in the playoffs consistently. Oh, yeah. I take year, that now, yeah. Um, and then shit the bed. Yeah. But I can understand why it's really frustrating for a Red Bull supporter yep. that they that they do this year after year after year. So, so, um, 
So, uh, what do you have, what are your thoughts on uh, leg two there? And like that, that, that will be in Harrison, New Jersey, uh, at the uh, Red Bull Arena, which apparently is a very uh, gorgeous, uh, gorgeous place to watch soccer. I've not it been is, there yeah. yet. So. It's too bad that they can't get people to show up to their games in the regular season. Yeah, and um, I don't think they'll get people to show up for this game because probably it's, not. It's, it's a, a fucking Thursday night. That's yeah. a fairly insurmountable hill to climb because they need to get they need to get at least four. And that means keeping Atlanta off the score sheet. And well, they theoretically don't need to get get at least four. Three, a three, three-zero three result would sure, turn it into gets extra it into time. extra time, yep. and then yeah. Uh, but the, and that's that comes to mind if you want to call it analysis of like two there, as damning as allowing three goals to Atlanta was, scoring zero goals was was painful because now with no away goals, all it takes is one single goal for Atlanta. Something they're obviously capable of doing anywhere, sure. and all of a sudden the Red Bulls have to win by four. Oh, or it's yeah, done. that so not having any road goals. Uh, that first it, Joseph Martinez goal was from Atlanta was amazing. Like yeah, it, he took that ball down and he, he was going to score, and, and that's that's the worry that he he's going to he can do that. He can do that not only in Atlanta. He can do that on the road in, in, yeah. in New Jersey. He can do that anywhere. Yeah. And so that puts so, so much. Then that's the thing. So you have to play a style that says we come out and we're playing aggressive. We need to score goals. We're going to play on the front foot. That obviously leaves your backside exposed then. So if your goal has to critically be to allow no goals, yet push all of everything forward against Atlanta. They need to get at least five. What on earth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, honestly, they, they almost need to play as if, look, we're gonna allow one, maybe allow two. We need to play for five goals and, and hope we do well enough on the back to, to uh, fix it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah. That's my analysis. <laughs> that was too. Yeah. That's. I, let me let me throw one last thing out there. Like, yeah. One last thought. Um, if you were thinking that this comeback could be uh, on in the offing because you watched Toronto and Montreal two years ago in the 2016. If you don't recall it in 2016 in the semifinals or the conference finals or whatever you want to call them, Montreal went up three goals to nothing against Toronto. Toronto came back in the second leg, actually pulled it out and won it. Now. If that is making you think that, hey, it could happen, you're missing what, how special that moment was. When it happened, it felt impossible. And even to this day, people are still calling it the best playoff series in MLS history. To think that Lightning is just going to strike twice like that is absolutely not going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Red Bulls. It's time and to pour some soup in. This Red Bull team is not that Toronto team. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, and, they don't have Sebastian Atlanta, Giovinco Atlanta and is not Josie Montreal. And all, yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, maybe the, that's actually maybe the more important point. Yeah. Atlanta is not Montreal. Um, but this Red Bull team does not have uh, Josie Altidore and Sebastian Giovinco uh, who can put goals in. Um, it's still weird to think that two years ago Montreal made the made the uh, conference finals yeah. and made the Champions League finals. Yeah, <laughs> Where, and what the fuck was and, that? And team? they they misstriped their field. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too. Yeah, hate <laughs> it That was a fun thing. Uh, all right, so let's talk about. Uh, do you have anything else about sports? No, no, I said and, all the, or, all the right, Atlanta and Red Bulls. Okay, good. Uh, let's move on to Sporting Kansas City and Portland Timbers. A much uh, more drab affair on uh, on Sunday Sunday night. Yeah, uh, again, watching this at the Black Art. Um, it was a 0-0 uh, first leg. Uh, that means it goes back to Sporting. Um, you think Sporting has the advantage here just because, you know, they're a better team generally. But, I don't know, Portland is Merritt fucking Paulson. His teams find a way to do shit. So they always find a way. It's I think it's I think it's still really cool to look and see that Gio Savarese is coaching oh, a team in the conference finals. Exactly. In that I love that so much. Uh, I love it so much. 
I hated uh, the Cosmos in any assault. Yeah, could not stand yeah. it. God damn it. If but you had to, couldn't tip your cap to the guy. This fucking team, yeah. like, this, I'm talking about Minnesota United, like, the fact that we didn't spend we the money. could have had a swipe at him. We didn't have, we, we, we didn't spend the money to get him. Like, we could have had him. And this is one of the things I, I think about for, uh, I like, I love baseball. And so I watch a lot of baseball, the Twins and all that. Um, and there are certain things that you are so like the Minnesota Twins. There are certain things that you we're not going to beat the, the New York Yankees when it comes to payroll, right? right we're not going to be able to like outpay some like outpay a, a free agent or whatever. Right. But where you can actually have where you can like extract value and where you can outpay is like things like coaches and things like that. And that's the same way yeah. about Minnesota United. Like yes, our we have billionaire owners. We have multiple billionaire owners. It's not like it's but. We're not going to be able to like we don't we're not it's not the same cachet as like a New York City or LA or whatever. Right. So like so certain players are we're we're just not going to get because they they don't want to come here they don't want to play here and you know for whatever you know fuck them but also it's like I understand that they don't want to come to yeah yeah all St. other Paul. things equal most people choose New York as but well. we can we can seriously out we can overpay good staff people good coaches. Good managers, yeah. things like that. Like, and the fact that we, you know, we're doing shit on the cheap on the on the coaching side. No, yeah. um, and of course on the player side, it's not like we chose one over the other. We just, not, we just not, didn't do it. We're not actually doing shit cheap on the coaches side or on the player side because we are actually like our. That's true. We are kind of our, middle of the pack. Yeah, we're in middle of the pack in terms yeah, of like, yeah. uh, salary and stuff. So like, so yeah, we we do we have to overpay for certain certain players? Yes, probably. Like we have to overpay then someone. You know, if LA came to someone, but we also have to adjust our uh, expectations in terms of who is going to come here. However, yeah. we can we can definitely way overpay for coaches, for man, for managers, for for staff because you're overpaying for staff. You're, so you're saying someone's going to you know someone has a, a four hundred thousand dollar a year contract. You're going to give them eight hundred thousand dollars a year. That's nothing, right? Versus a player that would be maybe eight hundred thousand dollars. You know, or, or say two hundred thousand dollars a year. And you give them, you want, you need to get in order to get them here. You got to give them a million dollars or whatever, right? So yeah, like the, yeah. the the difference is is negligible. Um, anyways, that whole long story rant comes back to the fact that like Portland does that. Portland, Portland does Portland went out of their way yeah. to to get a good, a really good coach. Absolutely. And gave him and gave him enough leeway. Um, Anyways, make yeah. it happen. Yeah, well, sport, I love Gio Savarese. Sporting another good team uh, at extracting yeah. value yeah. out of the players exactly. that he has here. Like, so who, the, no one wants to go fucking play in Kansas City. Kansas City is no, a shit-ass town. But they've managed to pull together a, a, a roster full of people who are good enough that are always the, – the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, you know? Yeah, they have a really good – like, both these teams have really good academies. Yep. And they are – like investing that money into their academies, they're not, you know, obviously, like, yeah, your Graham Zuzis, your Matt Beasers, all that. Like, you have your your national team players, but that's the, those people that were sort of like brought up through the through the entire academy. Yeah, they they weren't they weren't them before they became them. Exactly, they were role players on the squad. So, as for the game that that happened, uh, I think zero zero probably felt about right. Sporting has to feel like they they won probably, and now I think going into the set, maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but going into the second leg. 
I honestly, I, I think it would be wrong for Sporting to say, hey, we need, you know, we need a goal. We're at home. We should just walk all over them. I, th I think they can continue to play their game. They continue to own defense, which has been still uh, incredible. Uh, I, I, I don't think Portland's going to even get that goal. Now, you remember, Sporting obviously did not get their road goal. They're going to feel a little bit, uh, a little bit itched about that, you know. Yeah. But um, that said, they, I don't think they're going to need that much because I think honestly they can keep Portland scoreless. Yeah. I. I, Portland's I, good. I don't want to put down I agree. Portland. They've I mean, got some incredible the one, players. But. The, the, sort of the one reason, like the one drawback I have on there is like just what, what happened with RSL. The RSL came in there with a plan mm -hmm. and and almost knocked them out of the playoffs. Uh, Mike, you know, Mike Pecky and all his crazy bonkers bullshit that he pulled. Uh, but, I know. Um, you know, I think honestly – the, I think in the playoffs in general and then increasing as playoffs progress, and it's not even just in MLS, I think it's in many sports, uh, I think buttholes kind of pucker up. They get defensive. They're more worried about not doing something wrong than they are doing something right. And so I think that's why you see every MLS Cup final sucks. You know, it's all low-scoring stuff. I think that we could see that kind of play out in this role. I, I think that both teams could be afraid enough to not make the mistake that it's going to play into Sporting's hands because they're already going to suit a defensive style of a game anyways. Yeah. That's my theory. I mean, I assume that, like, Portland's going to be playing, um, assuming that they're going to give up a goal. Against, so they're against gonna, the home team, Yeah, sure. they're going to – but if they, get, if they get a goal, then they're – you know, their goal, they're as long as they don't give up position. two, right? Yeah. So Portland has to be thinking we need to play on the front foot. Sporting, I think, says let's play our own game. Yeah. We're, we're in the right place to do it. It's gonna be fucking cold there still. Like they yeah. just, they had a they got like a but like over half a foot of snow and uh, they got it. that big bunch of chaos. Yeah, cold and snowy. So that's all uh, I want is chaos. I think honestly, it, this I, this looks to me like it's gonna be you know a, a low scoring game, maybe like one one or two one. And if it's one one, obviously then Portland goes through. Um, but you know, so you want to do predictions for these games or uh, score lines? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you some score lines. Uh, Bread Bowls in Atlanta. I got Bread Bowls 2, Atlanta 1, but that's not enough. Atlanta progresses. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think it's uh, I think it's like 2-1 or 2 nothing. but, again, Atlanta goes through because Cause they dominated. Yeah. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, Portland. I have Sporting Kansas City 1, Portland 0. I do see the playoff butt-clenching happening <laughs> here. Okay. So that's my philosophy. All right. I got 2-1. I got uh, Sporting Kansas City winning 2-1. to one. Uh they give up that away goal, but they uh, they score more goals. Enough and that's to all make that it matter. Happen. So right. yeah, I like it. All right. So moving along, uh, let's talk about some other United. Uh, all United news. All yes. Yeah. Much United news. Um, yeah. So a couple things. Brent Coleman. He signed a contract extension right before uh, last week. Yep. Uh, before we were gonna we really didn't plan on recording, but yeah, he signed a contract. That's great. So good for him. He also uh, finished eighth in the uh, World Poker Tour tournament today. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's is cool. Like the uh, fifty-five-one was uh, live tweeting or whatever. Like the uh, best things are happening, so cool. which is really cool. Like, guys, you, you know, he made he made as much today as he made all of last year uh, playing soccer. Well, good. Then I hope that they got a really good uh, contract out of him. Yeah. So there's like, hey, how about we don't pay you jack shit? Would that be fine? <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Sure. So uh, so yeah. So there's that's that. You know, that's a, a fun a fun fact. Uh, Love it. I'm gonna say last year. Uh, my wife made more money than I'm sure you probably also made more money than Michael Boxel last year. I don't know how much <laughs> he made. He made, uh, I think the the minimum was like 
$54,000. Oh, he was making the minimum? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you like you both made way more than Michael Boxall yeah. last year, well. so. Anyways, right, at that price he was a steal, <laughs> yeah. if you think about it. Now, well, he's he's, still, he's he still should a not steal. be a, he should not be a starter. Oh no, god no. But for the value you got out of yeah. him, I guess it was a bargain. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about some of the the roster moves then. Um, oh god, yeah. How do you want to so cover this? Let's do let's do this. I'm just going to tell you who uh, was who were kept uh, of the people who had options, um, who was dropped. Then we can walk through uh, who is still on the roster. There's 14 players on, or there's sorry, there's 16 players on the roster, 14 of which need to be, uh, 14 of which are uh, susceptible to the expansion draft with FC Cincinnati. So let's let's do this. So let me walk through all this stuff, um, and then we'll let's talk about the three to five players that we would think about leaving unprotected, unprotected, okay. available to. Uh, FC Cincinnati. All right, I'm assuming down. that we think FC Cincinnati is going to take any of our players, which I don't think they're going to take any <laughs> of our players. But yeah, all right, this so is they, this is where they come from. Yeah, so let me let me break this down. Um, so Michael Boxo, Rasmus Schuler, and Bobby Shuttleworth, uh, they had options. They were picked up. Ibsen, Fernando Bob, Colin Warner, Mark Birch, uh, Matt Lampson, Jerome Tiason, uh, Bertrand Owendi Echo, uh, your buddy Franz Pangop, and you. Alex Cap, uh, Alex Cap. Uh, had options declined. So, you want to pour one out quick for Ibsen or Tieson or uh, well, Pangot Party? So, uh, pour one out for Pangot Party. Let, no, I'm not going to do that. Let me. Let, Fuck you. Pour one out let, for Pangot let me, Party. Let me, let me end with Pangot here, okay? Yeah. So, quickly about Tieson. Uh, I tried to think through this, and uh, I, I think Tyson is. Uh, I think he's. A, I think he can be a good backup uh, defender at MLS, especially as a, 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 a fullback who can get forward. I, th- I think he's good. Um, that said, if you think about it, Miller comes to full health. He's playing behind Calvo at a, at a left back spot, and then they did decide to keep uh, Carter Manley. And if you want to give that dude minutes. He's probably not a starter yet, but he has to be playing behind somebody, and I don't think Tyson is the starter. So that puts Tyson as, if you're going to give the youngster minutes, that makes him this weird third wheel, and it's a really shitty idea to go three deep at fullback position. So I get it, um, but as a guy, as somebody who embraced the community, uh, I think he was excellent. He's, I, I've said before he's my favorite loon, not because of what he does on the field, but because of every other thing that he does and is. And, and his goodbye video yesterday seemed earnest, and uh, heartfelt, yeah. and uh, was was pretty moving. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the hell out of him and follow him wherever he goes. Yeah, I I mean I can't say the same or say the same. You can't say the same thing. Say the same thing. You just I can't him. say the same thing because you said it. Um, but yes, Jerry was a, a goddamn saint, and uh, yeah, what a good guy. He uh, he came to the end of the year Dark Clouds end of the year party last year. Took a bunch of pictures. Oh, with, yeah. with, with people. Um, he was the Loon Newcomer of the Year, won that award, which was great. And uh, he was just, he just really, you could definitely tell that he just really loved being here. He loved, really so, loved yeah. being in Minnesota. Um, he loved the the Dark Clouds and, and the, all the supporter groups. Like, mm-hmm. he just loved the the enthusiasm that we gave. And, and that's, that's, that says a lot about a person, right? Like, because mm-hmm. that guy doesn't have to give two shits about us, right? Like, you don't have to, the players don't have to, you know, they, they huh. clap at us, and that's must yeah. mostly fine and whatever. But that guy just make the motion. That's yeah, all that guy do, just right? went like, went out of his way to uh, to engage with yeah, uh, with supporters and with with uh, with the fans, and that is 
it's amazing. And so um, lots so of yeah, great little memories like the goal celebrations. Oh, the like loon, that. Yeah, yeah, the loon celebration that was fan, that was fucking fantastic, uh, Jerry. Uh, Ibsen, uh, no. also out of contract. Ibsen is uh, the most, I think, overrated loon of all time. It's interesting. And I, let me. No, that's 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 not nuanced enough for what he is. I think. Okay. All right. I. There were times when he was the most important loon on the field. And Absolutely. Times as recently as certainly last year, and he had a stretch where he looked really good this year too. So um, his utilization rate last year, we talked about it a bunch, is is really really high. Um, but then he was he he could be infuriating, and he he never went through a phase where he's like, well, I'm no longer infuriating. Like he yeah. would be petulant. Or he would have this run of terrible play or make the back heel. I'll never forget the back so, heel. You know, like. So let me make my argument because okay, uh, I, I posted this on on the uh, Dave's uh, uh, Twitter feed. I got I got a lot of I got a lot of pushback on it. People were very you upset. Know, people think that I'm that too, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you say shit on there, it people looks are like people me. are very upset that I that I called uh, uh, Ibsen overrated. Um, I'm not saying that Ibsen wasn't probably the best soccer player I've ever seen in my entire life because Ibsen is probably the best soccer player I've ever seen in person play for in my entire life okay right or at least played for Minnesota for Minnesota yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. you saw fucking like I did, Zlatan I did, so, uh, yeah, I did yeah. see Zlatan so okay take the back yes yeah. Ibsen is probably the greatest uh, soccer player I've ever seen play for Minnesota in my entire lifetime now that being said that that dude and and I mean I feel like we've had many conversations about Ibsen and 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 just the it's the conversations always are uh, yeah he's so good but he just doesn't try or like, he just stopped playing or right, he backheeled that he, straight to the straight to yeah. Alfonso Davies yeah. or he, he got a tackle and he yeah. just went to his knees and said oh come on yeah As and the play went right by him. exactly the, yeah. the Puerto Rico game that I was that I was at uh, yeah. on my honeymoon um so the there was so many more infuriating moments I remember I mean maybe I'm maybe I'm just I'm only remembering the infuriating moments I'm not remembering all of the great moments and there are a lot of great dips and moments right like that back heel goal that he had was fucking amazing yeah, this yeah. year. Um, you know, those turn to smile for the camera before the ball was in the yeah, net. Yeah, goal against I mean, Houston. Like, oh, great. Great stuff, right? Um, but I just remember so many more goddamn infuriating moments. And I think uh, people, I think Minnesotans have a weird, Minnesota soccer fans, but Minnesota sports fans generally have a weird specific memory. Like, they forget about all the stupid shit and terrible shit that he did. And just remember, yeah. like those amazing, amazing, like the when he like pirouetted on the ground and like you know kept the ball with him and got up and then tore off and and made a pass and like they, but they forget about like all the crazy stupid shit that he did consistently at least in the last couple of years. I mean, he was doing that shit two years ago when he was playing in the NASL yeah. side. Maybe not as much. And he wasn't doing it. It wasn't when he made those mistakes. It wasn't as. Uh, uh, egregious because it was shittier yeah. players that he was playing against, so they they weren't capitalized. Like that Puerto Rico mistake where he just he thought he got fouled and he fell to the ground, and yep. Puerto Rico guy went on on net, no yeah. one no one on him, yeah, and luckily he was like, too busy yelling at God. Yeah, and luckily you know Sammy and Jock you know and Jock made the made the save, but like if if that's an MLS thing, that guy finishes that goal, it's a, it's an easy yeah. easy score. So yeah. so I'm not saying that 
I don't, I don't, I love Ibsen. I think Ibsen was great. I think, again, I said Ibsen was the greatest Minnesota United player I've ever seen, Minnesota soccer player I've ever seen live. But I think he's also severely overrated by this, this fan base. And I also posted on the, the Dave's I Know Twitter, I wish, I wish Minnesota fans loved Joe Maurer half as fucking much as they fucking love Ibsen because <laughs> everybody is, like, lamenting the fact that Ibsen's gone. It's like, oh, fucking Ibsen's gone. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah, and Joe Maurer nobody just, destroy, fucking, just and everybody our salary fucking, yeah, room. Yeah. yeah, everybody fucking hates Joe Maurer. I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, and, and, and partly because I'm, like, friends with Joe and I went to, I went to high school with him or went to uh, uh, played baseball with him and against him growing up and sure. so I know him but like people are just like yeah like oh like fucking eulogies for uh for Ibsen. Ibsen everybody's like oh Joe Maurer like god that guy was you know could have been a hall of famer if he had kept getting hit in the head by baseballs because he was a catcher you know fucking yeah, so well, you know what it, sorry it, I'm, I'm, my rant's over on Ibsen. Ibsen Ibsen belongs in the starting 11 of uh Minnesota soccer personalities oh, and absolutely. Uh, he should uh he should be remembered if nothing else for that so. I think I mean I, I honestly think we we, we did uh, like a starting 11 uh when we had uh Alan Willie and Chris Lidholm on the podcast a couple you know a few months ago I think Ibsen like like all-time Minnesota starting 11 I think Ibsen deserves uh, consideration, uh, maybe in a that, bench spot. In that maybe. starting eleven, I don't know. It's a creative he's, midfielder. He's on the he's on the Mount Rushmore of personalities for MLS. Okay, I, I don't know about quality, but all right. Uh, um, do you have anything uh, you want to add about Ibsen? Or no, I'm done other? with Ibsen. Okay. Let me let me end with this on Pangop, okay? Sure. Because I, I oh yeah, Pangop the whole time item by item like reviewing these guys. But um, first of all, it's bullshit that I got cast as like the the world's <laughs> Pangop fan. You are the biggest Pangop fan. Pangop is what he is. Okay. Um, he's a fast winger uh, who doesn't have uh, quite as much technical ability as he needs, and I hope he finds a great career somewhere, probably a step down from MLS. Could be an amazing NASL player, actually. Or not, that doesn't exist anymore. You know what I meant. <laughs> USL. USL. Um, but, yeah, that one. Uh, here is what I will remember about Franz Pangop way more than anything he did or didn't do on the field. I will remember a big come-to-Jesus meeting with Chris Wright and all the supporters being there where Chris Wright said, look, I know that we're terrible, and I know we haven't done a fucking thing, uh, but guess not, what? Not, not guess what? Words. We've got uh, – we do have someone, though. We have a young man who we think we could do. And then, uh, uh, you, like, people applauded. We, I mean, yeah. we didn't know anything about it yet. But a people, young Cameroonian. That was how thirsty we were for improvement, and this is what he was referring to. Yeah. Of course, he also mentioned passively, he mentioned Echo in the same conversation, who saw zero MLS minutes this year. That was the great redefining moment of, of well, uh, our MLS experience. To be fair, I think we were all thinking it was Alex Song, <laughs> which I did, never thought which that. Who really thought that? A lot of people actually thought that. Which wouldn't Those have people been, are brainless. Which then. wouldn't have been much better, but at least... Oh, it would have been Obviously, it would have been better. But it would have been at least a name. He would have clearly been better. <laughs> Alex Song playing in MLS, he's a, he would be a good MLS player. Absolutely. Okay. But, uh, you know, and that's not Pangop's fault. It's not Pangop's fault that he got billed for one night as the savior of a sinking ship. That's not his fault. He just came to play soccer. He, didn't, he did mediocre at it at best. Did he play soccer? I, ju I just <laughs> tried to be as fair as I could about how we played. All so right. <laughs> uh, so that, that's what I will always remember. Right. Pangop has more to do with Chris Wright than he does with Franz Pangop. That's fair. And, uh, yeah, we uh, we were very high on Chris Wright when he was announced, and I'm a little less high on Chris Wright now, generally. Wait until you step inside that stadium, man. Uh, yeah, but you also need to have a decent enough team to, 
you know, perform in that stadium. Well, and let, maybe we can and, wrap up and our... also not just in that stadium, but in other stadiums where they are shit at playing. So. You're right. Now, uh, that might transition into a way we can kind of wrap up this United roster stuff, although we got to get on to the expansion draft stuff, is that with this amount of moves and yeah. the, some of the guys we lost, this uh, represents a rebuild. This is a blow it up and try to do it better. No, but it's year three of the of the three year plan. Listen, everybody wants to be funny. Like everyone thinks they're a Twitter comedian because they came up with that so, joke. Okay, well, no, I'm not done. I'm not. Done. So, first of all, yes. Would you rather have a stick it out for year three just so that you didn't get to make a sarcastic joke? No. If we fucking suck, blow it up, and they blown it up. So that's good. You should want that rather than the pride of making a bad Twitter joke. Now, that also means that this year we will probably suck. Even if we pull together better players, even if we start dropping dimes on names you know, even if they outperform, there is still going to be a gelling period. There's still going to be, hopefully, God bless it, a new system by which we're all trying to get accustomed. They should, hopefully, they'll be better the next year than this last year. That'd be hard to be too much worse. But people shouldn't expect just because we got a new stadium all of a sudden that we're going to be great. This is a rebuilding year. And at best, we do the rebuilding right, but still have a tough year or two ahead of us. That's how rebuilding works. So, on top, so yeah, to, to echo on that, the Eric, two, two people that I did mention, or three people, uh, Maximiano uh, returned to Fluminense uh, off of a loan. Uh, Alexi Gomez, thank God, he's gone uh, back. Uh, and he to, just, uh, his, his loan ran out, and we just, didn't, we just didn't re up. Back on loan. Yeah, so both those guys back on loan. Uh, also, so Fernando Bob, Maximiano, we thought those guys and, and those guys looked semi decent. Um, Lonely blonde, yeah. Uh, Ordering a beer there. Yeah, t- those those guys actually looked semi decent together as like as sixes in yeah, you know that, in a four two three one. And but they're both so they're both gone. They're both uh, gone. Yeah. Gomez I was gone. surprised that both one um, left. Yeah. I would have held out on Max Piano. Yeah, and if then I, it, if if there was an option to Harrison Heath uh, out of contract. Here's Johan a question about Harrison. Also out of contract. How long was Harrison Heath's suspension toward the end of the year? He would have had one more game uh, next year. If he year. signs with another MLS team, yeah, is his has, expansion conti- yes. suspension continue? Yeah, he, okay. has, he has another game next year. That's the only question that I had that mattered to me about Harrison Heath. I, just, um, I hope they had a good Thanksgiving at the yeah, Heath household. Last, last bit of contract news. Uh, Eric Miller is out of contract, though uh, Minnesota has uh, given him a what's called a bona fide offer so that he's technically still part of, part of the roster. Um, more than likely, we'll probably re-sign with Minnesota. I think so. Year, so, and you know what? I hope that as everything shakes out, I hope it's as a backup because yeah. I think he's I think he's a great backup. Yeah, but so I think that's where he needs to be. So let's talk about the actual roster. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about on the no, recording guys. Uh, no. Okay, um, You're barely so stomach talking about that. Yeah, so we have uh, sixteen dudes on the roster. Um, forwards, uh, we have Abu Danladi, who's a Generation Adidas player still. Uh, Darwin Meaning Quintero. that he is not Meaning. susceptible to the expansion yep, draft. Exactly. Uh, Darwin Quintero, Angelo Rodriguez, and Mason Toy, who's also Generation Adidas. Um, everybody else is not. Uh, Ethan Finlay, Miguel Ibarra, Romario Ibarra, Kevin Molino, Colin Martin, Rasmus Schuler. Uh, on the defending side, Francisco Calvo, Michael Boxel, Brent Coleman, Carter Manley, Wyatt Olmsberg, uh, theoretically Eric Miller if he signs the contract. Yep. And then uh, goalkeeper Bobby Shuttlesworth. We got rid of our other two uh, goalkeepers. So, um, so yeah. So I guess the kind of the, the the conversation, the next conversation that we have is, you know, FC Cincinnati is going to have their expansion draft. They get to pick five players 
uh, across uh, all the rosters. Um, and, uh, you know, number one, do you think FC Cincinnati would take anybody off this roster outside of uh, Darwin or Miguel? <laughs> and uh, who, like, who are the three people that we should leave uh, available? Well, uh, I mean, on this roster, it depends on who. They, so, for instance, I or, you I, know what? Actually, take the back. I think Colin Martin's actually still considered a homegrown because Eric Miller is is part of that. He's not so, on the, my list. So yeah. So, who uh, who of the fourteen players that we have, like who eligible, don't you protect? Basically, who don't you right? protect? Basically, yeah. Because you can protect what, how yep. many? Uh, eleven. Eleven. Okay. So first of all, I, I think you're down too much in this roster. If you're an expansion team and you can get your hands on an Ethan Finley, it's not a terrible move. If you can get your Ethan hands, Ethan Finley if, with uh, his contract coming off of uh, ACL. I mean, that's that's the other thing I think you got to consider. It's like these are. That's one example. Is I, was, I I think okay, yes, you're right. But we also got Darwin Quintero off of a, off of an injury too. I mean, it, it depends, right? Um, but just let's pretend there's no injury there. Ethan Finley's a, a decent MLS player. If you're an expansion team, it's not a bad get. I would say the same probably about Calvo, though we've seen Calvo. I, 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 I've seen enough of Calvo probably. But if you're FC Cincinnati, you're probably hoping you could do better with him than Minnesota United's done. Probably the same for uh, Kevin Molino, although he's he's habitually overrated, but he's not as bad as people than reactively think he is. So here's who I, uh, it's a lot of words. Here's who I think that we probably will not protect if I had to uh, flip through here. I think you leave Michael Box all open. I think you leave Colin Martin open. And it it hurts, but you might leave Rasmus Schuler open. Um, I, I think, and it, here's why. I think those guys, Boxall notwithstanding, I think they represent, well, wait, what is Colin Martin making? Do you know salary-wise about what he's making? I don't. Off the top of my head, So no. Schuler would be a good example of a guy like, you know, he's, he's useful, and I, I, I would love to see him as a sort of, like, flexible, I can play any position in center of midfield kind of guy, hopefully as a backup again. But, um, but you also are putting $200,000 a year back into the kitty by having somebody take him off your hands without having to trade for him. So, and he's not that dispensable. So, uh, indispensable. So, I think Schuler, I think Colin Martin, I don't think he adds enough value to the roster. I, uh, I honestly, I've never rated him, and I'm not crazy about that. I mean, my, my guess is that like Colin Martin's making near the. Near the minimum, I mean, probably he's, not make, he's probably making seventy thousand as well. He should so. be. I know we talked about Boxall. Yeah. What's has Boxall's salary situation improved? Uh, probably not. You know, he was no because he was under. He, was, he had an option. Team had an option for him. So my guess is he's still uh, probably same, making a hundred hundred thousand dollars a year. Right, so. so, but if and the, the minimum is in the sixties. Yeah. So if if you can take a hundred thousand dollar guy off your salary for no reason, that probably nobody's going to want to pick up otherwise. You know, I'd leave Boxall uh, un- unchecked there. Okay. Who do you think? So I went back and forth on this. And actually, uh, uh, Bruce McGuire, uh, Dunord, uh, at Dunord on Twitter, uh, posted this question a couple days ago. And I originally said, I said, uh, Molino, Shuttleworth, and Rodriguez. <clears throat> and I said that for, I honestly, I think, I think there's maybe eight players that you actually need to protect on this roster. I don't think you need to protect... All eleven, because I don't think FC Cincinnati is going to take a lot of players. I think there are maybe three players, four players maybe, um, that they would grab in a heartbeat if they were available. Um, so Rodriguez is a guy that uh, FC Cincinnati is not going to want to grab because they have a Fernando Adi, uh, and they uh, they've already they've 
explicitly stated they're only going to do one DP. So they're going to wait on their second and third DPs. So, so you think there's a sort of strategy? I think there's even even leaving exposed guys who you may personally favor. The team probably favors Rodriguez mm -hmm. a lot. If you can strategically pick people you think they wouldn't pick, even if they were great options. I mean, so that's, that's backfired in the past. Like when, the, when Montreal came into the league, uh, Houston left Brian Ching available. And uh, Montreal drafted Brian Ching and then extracted a gigantic price back for because Houston wanted, you know, Brian Ching wanted to keep stay with Houston so I mean there's there's the possibility but I think if you the possibility of losing Rodriguez is not the worst thing in the world if someone wants to pay him Tam or DP money um, the other ones I had is were Molino uh, and Shuttleworth actually um, in my original uh, response to uh, uh, Bruce's uh, Twitter question and I think mostly I think Shuttleworth because I don't Shuttleworth is is a Competently average goalie. Um, he's not great. He is. He's average. He's. He's literally the average. I think thing Minnesota that you can fans do. tend to overrate him. Yes, uh, because 100%. they see him trying to make saves well, each and every week against. It's because it's, odds. it's because he gets an he gets an insane amount of shots at him. So yeah, he, so that he, he looks he gets so good. Opportunities look good, which yeah. is great. Like, and it's great to have a, a, a good goalie. But he's 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 you know. Maybe slightly above average, but he's he's not yeah. anything special. And then uh, he's not getting any younger. And then either. the other one was Kevin Molino. I mean, Kevin Molino is the I think the highest paid uh, player on the roster, um, and coming off of an ACL tear. And I don't think FC Cincinnati is going to want to do any have anything to do with with like helping you know helping that. I mean, to, to be fair, like he should be, you know, he should be fully re rehabilitated by the time the next season starts. But I don't, you know, knowing. Just and you know, knowing a little bit more about the ethos of, of FC Cincinnati and all that, like I just don't think that's something that they're going to want to deal with. And I think they're going to have their own, you know, their own players and all that. So I think, uh, I mean, I've, I've been seeing people leaving people like Carter Manley and Wyatt Olmsberg available, and I, I just think that is those are the kind of players that are going to either get drafted by yeah. FC Cincinnati or they're going to get people are going to call FC Cincinnati and say, hey, we'll give you this piece if you draft that player and then trade them to us i think you keep those guys you you grow them and then you extract value out of them you know uh, or fucking keep them as good players if they can become that um i i do like molino either i think molino they take him and let's say best case scenario molino turns back into the player that he could be he's still a huge salary burden and of course it's still a huge risk uh, or a gamble that he's going to become that so yeah. i think either they do take molino and you know, for what the positive reasons, it's, he's off your shoulders. You know, uh, you know, not I won't say good riddance, but I say, well, at least we don't have to continue to play that gamble anymore. Or they don't because they see him as too much of a gamble. And well, yeah. it was it was an easy one to leave exposed. Yeah. So uh, Molino's Molino would be a good. I don't think it will be Molino because I, I think I think they rate him too highly. I don't to think risk it will it. be either. Yeah. But um, I I see the logic of it. And yeah. I, I would I would switch one over to Molino probably. Yeah. I mean, the other. So like, I guess the other one. I would consider um, just from a uh, uh, contract perspective would be uh, Calvo. Um, I know I know the team rates him very highly, um, but you know if if you are, you know as you talked about, if we are in like full rebuild, right? If we are just gonna say, listen, we need to, and no, nothing that I've heard from the team or people surrounding the team indicates in any way, shape, or form that they're in a rebuild mode. Period. That so, they, just because they didn't say it, I, yeah, their words don't mean shit to me. Well, yeah, but it, but nothing, nothing 
I've seen indicates that they are even considering rebuild if, if as a possibility. Cu- if you cut half of your roster, that is a rebuild. Yes, but I don't care how you frame it, David. You're, you're rebuilding it, David. This is it's a soft it's a soft launch, dude. <laughs> I um, had so a soft launch with your mom last night. Uh, don't talk about Mrs. Zeller. She is a wonderful, wonderful woman. So, anyways. That that mean that, that to me means that like we're gonna we're gonna leave the wrong players unprotected and um, I mean listen this is the team that left Miguel Ibarra unprotected last year and LAFC could have had him for nothing and we left him unprotected can I, can I don't I, think they're gonna make that same mistake again but well they're not gonna make the same mistake because they want him as a trade token I don't think Miguel Ibarra is gonna be with this team in 2019 That's I a, think they're gonna I think they're gonna apply as much value out of that guy as they can. Yeah, Miguel Ibarra yeah, is I'm probably at the that. height. I the same way. I think he's probably at the height of his trade potential right yeah. now in terms of yeah. value. Uh, so I think they're they're going to offload him while he gets good and say, hey, if Molino comes back healthy, if Finley comes back healthy, all of a sudden we find ourselves stacked with wingers and they're all, all going right. to be competing for time. So why don't we get the value out of the guy who's likely to give us the most value? And we're all going to hate it, but that's going to be the logic. So what, what do you think we, we get for Miguel Ibarra? Jesus Christ. Uh, we were thousand dollars. We were not cam. We were not planning on talking about this. Pesos so this is, I'm, in I'm, grams. I'm throwing this. Throwing this. No, I. I have and, no and, idea. And, and are we selling? Is so? Is Miguel Ibarra more valuable in MLS or is Miguel Ibarra, Ibarra more valuable back in uh, Liga MX? Because um, he was he was with Cruz Azul for a couple years, uh, and he, was, did, he got a Cruz. really. It was Tigres. Uh, no, no, it was Cruz Azul. No, it wasn't Cruz. Not t- it wasn't Tigres either. It was uh, fucking Leon. Oh, Club Leon. Yes, yeah, we right. both Club forgot. Yeah. For a second. Um, so he got he got he got kind of shafted. Like they went through like four different managers. So he was like on the bench a bunch and wasn't getting playing time. Yeah. So is is he more valuable to uh, an MLS team? I and I've, which I I'm assuming he probably is. When you say more valuable, do you mean if we traded him, we would get a higher dollar amount value, or do you mean is he more useful to an MLS team than a than a I mean, in terms of like the the rec- like, yeah, the remittance for Minnesota United. So yes, where is he more valuable for Minnesota United in terms of what we can get? I. So I think that in in terms of like a dollar value return, I think I think you probably get more in MLS, and I think that's because he is more of a known quantity in MLS. I think that people see the kinds of things that he can do week in and week out. Uh, he doesn't produce, however, a lot of those sort of highlight real things that say what you want about whether a team should be run this way or not. But so often signings are made by this sort of like they catch your eye in some way. And then you do some deeper research, but they catch your eye. He doesn't do as many eye-catching things. So if he's not a known quantity, I don't think people value him as highly. But sure. there's a ton of teams that can use the kind of workhorse mentality he can provide an MLS, and they get to see the results of it firsthand week in and week out. So I, I think that they're going to prize him more highly. Okay. I also think he's more likely to actually get starting minutes in MLS versus uh, Liga MX, almost certainly, and that probably uh, comes with a type of premium too. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a sad that way to sad, end that conversation, yeah, that thinking about uh, Miguel and Christian both being yeah. done. But maybe, uh, you know what, if LAFC fucking signed him? I, I think I've got a new team. That would be that I would got a be, new team to root for. We have to become a, a LAFC podcast, I think. Dude, I'd take all my fucking loon stuff and I'd like take the wings and paint them gold, you know, and try to makeshift my own little LAFC shit. Right on. All right, well, that's uh, so that's that is uh, the Minnesota United news. Um, oh God. So yeah, well, uh, the the teams that are still in the uh, MLS 
uh, playoffs. Don't have to decide on their players yet. Um, we'll know a little bit more. There's a there's like a half day trade window. Yeah, I love it. They can, oh, I love the way this which you you're gonna miss. Runs. Like we're so I'll, I'm gonna I'm be gonna doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a podcast. Well, we, I missed the half day. Yeah, you'll miss, you'll miss the half day. Um, so you're going to be in... Uh, what the in, fuck uh, is this? <laughs> I just found baby mittens <laughs> in my vest. My kids haven't been... And there's a hair scrunchie. Dude, yeah. I have, I haven't, they haven't been babies. And what the fuck is this? There's a crayon. <laughs> I'm literally putting uh, shit man, on my vest. This is, uh, this Do you know how hilarious. long it's been since my kids' fucking hands were this size? <laughs> don't. I don't know. They put were it bigger down. than this when they were born. I want to take a picture. I'm going to put a picture. Yeah, put I'm it on the. Picture on that. I just pulled a whole bunch of shit out of my pocket. Yeah. I wear this. This um, isn't something I pulled dusty out of the. I wear this every fucking week. So yeah. So you're going to be gone next week. You're going to be in out in uh, San Francisco. Out in San Francisco. Um, so I'm going to get. A, we're doing a podcast. Trying to figure out who I. I asked Colin Solberg to do it. He, he can't do it for job related reasons. So, um, but we'll, we'll have a podcast. Uh, hopefully, Luke Craig. I haven't asked him yet, so... He can't do it for job-related reasons, like they'll listen and he'll get fired? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, but we'll we'll talk about uh, the uh, the conference final, or the, not the conference final, the MLS Cup final. <clears throat> talk a little bit maybe more about uh, what uh, potential players are available for Minnesota United from all the teams that have uh, dropped players off their roster and all yep, that fun who's stuff. out there, yep. Um, but we'll do that uh, next week, and then when you come back, we'll, uh, we'll actually we'll be getting really close to the... Uh, Actual uh, draft uh, for FC Cincinnati and all that fun stuff. We so. should uh, we should do it out at the yeah. out of the bar, do a periscope like we did at uh, Sweeney's the, the very first time. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, got a couple other things. Let's talk about a couple of Copa Libertadores. Yeah, let's be quick about this because I don't have too much to say yeah. about it. Uh, if you think that what is happening there is indicative of a soccer ingrained culture of passion and fervent fandom, then you're missing the fucking point. That's not fandom. You have other problems that are going on. And if it weren't soccer, those fuckers would be doing the same shit about some other bullshit. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. You cannot put human lives at risk for a game ever. There's no amount of passion that ever warrants it. Ever. Not for a moment. If you think you're an MLS and you think you throw a beer on the field because you're fucking awesome. Because look how fanny I am. Look how I'm a real fan. You fuckers aren't real. I will. Listen. Have you? You've not. Now you know I'm. I'm basically a nonviolent guy. Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. First of all, because I'm too fucking classy for it. And second of all, because I'm like five foot six. Yeah. Like that's that comes into play. I will beat within an inch of their life anyone who puts others' lives in risk in this kind of fucking fashion. Fair enough. That's so. That's my Copa Libertadores analysis. What would um, you like to add? So how much? Uh, <clears throat> how much South American soccer do you actually watch? Oh, not a ton. Okay. South American soccer is fucking amazing. The quality uh, on the pitch, you mean? Oh, no, 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 no. Quality on the pitch is terrible. Uh, the fact that they do... they There is uh, bone-crunching tackles after bone-crunching tackles. Oh, that shit? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I'm, I'm with... I got it. It's so fucking amazing. I love it. I love it to death. I think it's the greatest oh, it's, thing in the... It's, 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 like, it's like, a soap opera. It's pure heroin. Like, just shoot it right in my fucking it's veins. A, it's like, give me yes. that. That's that's the soccer I want to watch. The, the games I mean, are a soap opera, but I'm not talking about that. <laughs> yes. No, I know. The the fan culture stuff uh, can go the way of the dog. Like, the way of the dinosaur. Like, it can just go There's away. so many positive things yeah. about it. They had, what, 80,000 people show up for a fucking training oh, session before dude, the thing? Oh, dude, yeah. The, like, uh, the, I love that. Yeah. 
why does it have to come hand in hand? Why yeah. does it have to be the other side watching, of the same coin? Watching the of throwing the, rocks the, the, at people, the stands in the in, in the stadium, like just how how insane. There's literally it's like oh, there's literally a wall on the like one of the sides of like on the eastern side of the at Boca Juniors, like that that stadium. Like I want to go just. I want to go like see a game at that stadium because that seems fucking amazing. It's like yes. it's like a fucking wall. And it's, it's a wall of people. It's too bad that. And I think it's another important thing to remember is that it's not like all eighty thousand uh, fucking fans are doing this. No, they're not all like that. No. Enough of them are that it's unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and that's and, and, and we it's mean, too bad that they ruin the incredible shit that everyone yeah. else is bringing. And we I mean honestly, like every supporters group has that has that issue. Like there's like there's a, a fan. <clears throat> um, I mean, there was a fan uh, in the Minnesota United Sports Group this year in the, in the sports section that threw a beer and, uh, like, you know, like, kiss there's, my ass. There's, just don't do that shit. Like, it's not whose it's not, fan shit is cooler, fun. right? My fan shit, or your fan shit, or that bullshit. They're, you're like, who is like, man, that guy's so hardcore. When they see fucking Paul Bunyan, or when they see a huge fucking party, or when they see some asshole throw a beer. No one thinks it's cool. Yeah. No, no one. Yeah. I mean, don't fucking do it. Don't. Yeah, just don't do it. So, all right. That's. I think that's a uh, pretty good. So, that's what are you, it. I what said. Are you, what are your thoughts about? Uh, so, it sounds like today that they were announced that there's going to be they're going to move that game. It sounds like that game might be played in Miami, in a couple in like next week. I hope Will Smith sings. That's <laughs> my biggest concern. Uh, I'm not going to go. Yeah, I'm gonna hop a flight. It would be a cool experience. I, you know, I I kind of looked at flights for Miami because I think that would be really cool. Really It'll be a cool, cool experience, but, but yeah. Uh, also, I'm, I also have a kid coming. I'm not. I'm uh, not gonna be able to fly to. Probably Miami. focus on real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because um, they have to play that game because there's the Club World Cup coming up soon, or the Club uh, Club World Cup. Not the Club World Cup, but the Club uh, whatever the Champions Champions League. I, I know whatever. what you're talking so, about. Yeah. That's coming up in like you know like later in like towards the end of December. So. Well, we don't want to not be able to field the team for that prestigious fucking thing. <laughs> I know, right? Oh god. Uh, FIFA, so bad, so bad. All right, so let's talk is, about are we good? Con- We're gonna tra- let's talk about other content. Yeah, transition to Champions League. So Champions League is uh, almost done. Uh, there's been uh, five matches played in four groups. Four matches played in uh, the other four groups. The other groups are kicking off. Uh, probably one you're listening to this podcast. What we're trying to say is we record at an inopportune time. We did, yeah, we did do that. So let's uh, let's talk about the groups that have uh, had five matches played. So the game, groups that played today, yep, which is Tuesday the uh, 27th. Uh, in Group E, um, Bayern and Ajax are both through uh, with 13 points and 11 points respectively. Uh, Benfica is going to be in uh, Europa League with four points, and I- AEK Athens uh, zero points. Uh, they were the obviously the way underdogs there. Anything yeah. you want to say about? Uh, I mean, other than Ajax being like Ajax performing admirably in this group. I thought I thought Benfica would put up more of a fight than they yeah. did. Um, I didn't. I don't think Ajax, and I don't think that Dutch soccer in general is um, that much better than Portuguese soccer. Uh, but I was fucking wrong. So uh, Bayern and Ajax both deserve deserve to go through. These other two teams yeah. uh, deserve to uh, lick on each other's scrotal areas. So Ajax was the uh, that uh, was the first soccer jersey ever purchased. Was really? Ajax jersey. Jesus. Yeah. I'm more of a uh, a uh, what's the one Josie played for? You can tell how big a fan I am by <laughs> the fact that I can't fucking the one that Josie played for. Al- Al- Alkmar. Oh. Yeah. Az Alkmar. Az Alkmar. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
That's my that fucking was, club of choice. That was there. your first jersey? No, no, that's my that's my oh. club of choice in the league. I'm oh like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't no, give no. two shits. Oh no, so I couldn't so, even remember their name. So Ajax was the first uh, soccer jersey. The the blue Ajax jersey is the first one I ever purchased, and uh, I can't remember. It was it must have been about eight years ago. I shaved my head, like shaved my shave, shaved yeah, my yeah. head, and went as Luis Suarez. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. Nice. Like I, I literally like with uh, electrical tape like. Suarez, number eight on the back of the jersey for <laughs> Halloween. It was a fun That's time. Cool. Yeah. You know what my first jersey was? My no. offensive Loons fan one. Oh, yeah? It's the, really? only, it's the only jersey I've ever owned in my life. <laughs> it's huh. Conti- continues to this day. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, group F, that is uh, Man City, Lyon, Shakhtar, Donetsk, and uh, Hoffenheim. Uh, Man City, uh, they drew with Lyon today. A cra- I mean, did you, wa- you you didn't watch this game, did you? Uh, Man City, no. Okay, it was a crazy game. Uh, Man City uh, was down one nothing, tied it up on one. Lyon went up two one, and then like literally like thirty seconds after Lyon scored, Man City scored to make it two two. So they drew with Lyon in uh, in Lyon, um, and they are through. Man City is of course to the uh, knockout round. Lyon has seven points. Shakhtar five points. Hoffenheim three points. So uh, Shakhtar could still catch Lyon. Um, I think Man City and Hoffenheim play next next round. Yeah, so. this this is not as bad a group as it appears to have played out. Um, yeah. in, in truth, I, this is where they're at right now. Man City, Lyon. Uh, I I probably would have reversed Shakhtar and Hoffenheim. I would have had Hoffenheim in third, but uh, you know they're only two points separating them, so that that could still happen. I don't think that Shakhtar is going to catch Lyon. I think Lyon is uh, an no. objectively better team. Yeah. I am surprised, honestly, that Man City doesn't have. Uh, doesn't have the full fucking 15 points right now. Well, they they dropped points in Hoffenheim. No, I know. I'm surprised. And they 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 Man lost. City is they lost shoulders. at they lost to Lyon at home. And, Man, and Man City is wildly better than any oh, of these three teams. Yes. I don't think there's any reason they shouldn't have 15 yeah. points right now. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They've 100%. dropped. They've, and, and maybe it's because they know that and they're investing uh, in the league. You know, which of course they're also running away with. Uh, not quite running away, uh, but running away boy, with, when yeah. you look at that goal differential, you're like, boy, two yeah. points difference doesn't doesn't feel like that much. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, it's about right. the way I would have expected. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Group G. Group G is Real Madrid. Uh, they have 12 points and they're through. Roma with nine points is also through to the knockout round. Uh, Pilsen and CSKA Moscow both have four points. Yeah, um, that's how Madrid that's how the group and Roma played today. Madrid, uh, you know. Took care of business. They did Real Madrid stuff. So, the, the, yeah. yeah, this group is playing out exactly the way that it should. Uh, Pilsen probably, probably, probably not over, quite as good as Cisco, overachieving but, right now. I think honestly, so, but yeah. um, I, I didn't expect a win from them today at all. No. But whatever. These, you know, Roma and Real Madrid are already through. They're the teams that deserve to go through. Yeah. Uh, I, I, as a very passive Roma fan, I've enjoyed seeing Roma have a, a bit of a resurgence the last couple of years, and uh, even not just in the league, but now in Champions League. That's pretty cool. But they don't have what it takes to hang in the knockout round by a long shot. So, uh, Group H, uh, Juventus, twelve points. Manchester United, ten points. They're both through to the knockout round. Valencia, five points. They are through to Europa. Uh, young boys have one, one point. Uh, Man United stole that game at the death against Young Boys today um, to give themselves the uh, all three points. And uh, yeah, I mean Man United's into the knockout round. I, so they they've had such a complicated and tough year. I and Valencia is a lot better, I think, than they've shown in Champions League. Yeah. Um, I'm I 100% think that 
Valencia, if you played th this not this uh, uh, group stage, I think if you played it a hundred times, I think Valencia makes it on more often than Man City does or Man United does. But sure. Uh, they only do it once, it, <laughs> as it turns out, and uh, Man United just did enough. So Juventus and Man United. Sure. All right, let's jump into the games that are probably happening while you're listening to this podcast, right? Uh, or maybe they At just two times speed like maybe, everybody maybe does. Just jerk happened. off motion. Um, group A, uh, Dortmund uh, has nine points. Atletico has nine points. These are like the fun groups. So Dortmund with nine, Atletico with nine, uh, Club Bruges with four, and Monaco with one point. Monaco is the only one that is eliminated from uh, from everything. From well, no, they're not eliminated from Europa League, but they're eliminated oh, they from, from Champions League okay. uh, knockout round. Uh, Dortmund, Atletico probably are going through. I mean, I can't imagine a situation where Club Bruges uh, Bruges, Bruges uh, definitely just about win out yeah. at this point. So. Um, group B, Barcelona has 10 points. Inter Milan has 7 points. Spurs have 4 points. PSV has 1 point. Spurs play Inter Milan right now or yesterday or whenever the fuck you're listening to this shit. Um, they need to win that game. If they don't win that game, they are they are knocked out and they are not going to the knockout round of the Champions League again for the fourth year in a row. So what uh, do you think about uh, what do you think about that? Well, first of all, that's that's exactly the Spurs level of performance. It's the Spursiest finish. Spurs just good enough to make Champions League, not good enough to do anything there. <laughs> like the Spurs are just your your fourth, fifth place team. Never better, never worse. Can't can't change it. Um, one thing that stands out to me about this this group group B: Barcelona, Inter Milan, Spurs, PSV. I hate all these teams. That's a, yes. I fucking hate every. And I'm looking at it. That's and I'm a like, tough group too. I'm like, oh, at least Inter is gonna beat Spurs. I fucking hate Inter. Yeah. I hate. I, I think about that club and the ownership and the scandal. Think about Barcelona just fucking buy the world. Did you hear they're gonna want to buy back Neymar? Yeah, I heard that. What a joke! <laughs> you buy back Neymar? Soccer is broken if you can do that shit. I, what world well, am I rooting for? PSV. What a it, shitty group! In a world where you are, you have Barcelona intern Spurs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so here, my 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 belief is, I hope that Barca, Inter, and Spurs are all caught doping, and that PSV advances. There you go. That's you my heard it here first, everybody. Uh, group C. Let's talk about that. This is the group that we really. This want is the to talk best about. group in Champions League. Um, Not just because our team's in it, Liverpool, <laughs> but this is the most competitive. Uh, it's the uh, it's, it's been the funnest to watch. It's fucking intense. Uh, Anything Na could Napoli happen. Napoli had six points. Liverpool had six points. PSG had five points. Red Star at four points. Uh, the Liverpool last place team could be in first place based on what happens tomorrow. Yeah, that so is how tight this group is. Liverpool and PSG play tomorrow uh, in Paris. Remind me why Liverpool is play. Oh, never mind. I thought I thought that they I thought Liverpool. They're on uh, goal difference. That's the reason they're. Doesn't goal second. doesn't Liverpool have a better goal difference than Napoli? They do not. No. So why are they in second place? Because Napoli has a better goal difference. Oh, because I misunderstood what you said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Um. So yeah. So uh, Napoli and Red Star. I do play. know how the competition works. I just misread. Yeah. Shit. And okay. they play. I think they play in Red Star. That Napoli Red Star game is in Red Star. And, th and that should have been a pushover. Yeah. Because Red Star sucks. Yeah. I believed. Until you this. Believed. So yeah, Liverpool travels to Paris uh, tomorrow. They're gonna or today or whenever the fuck you're listening to this thing. Um, so Liverpool's gonna play PSG. They, this this group is wide the fuck open, and it's it's kind of amazing. And I wish it were a different group. The fact that everybody was saying Group E was the group of death, I'm like fuck you. No, this is actually the group of death because this is a really good game. So a really good. Uh, I said Group gr D was the group of death. No, Group B. Oh, Group B. People are saying Group B was the group of death because of, it's. Yeah, I mean uh, these Group B and C are. Anyways, 
Uh, no, you pit Liverpool, PSG, Liverpool, and Napoli together. Here's the thing: shit. Liverpool controls their destiny. If they yes. if they win out, they are, or if they win the their last, so they play again. Say so they play PSG tomorrow, today, whatever. Uh, if they beat Napoli at home at Anfield in two weeks, uh, they go through no matter what happens tomorrow. So they are in the driver's seat in terms of like controlling their destiny. Um, but yeah, you could even you could easily see Red Star. Red Star knocks off Napoli tomorrow. They could. <laughs> They well, can go through. In, in, in a sense, every single team in the group controls their own destiny. True, Because yeah. individually, if any one of them wins their next two games, they go through. Mm-hmm. That's it, depending, given whom they play. That's sure. a cool fucking place to be. Yeah. And um, let's, uh, let's pray to God that Liverpool is one of them. <laughs> yes. If you want to uh, watch the Liverpool game uh, with me, if, you're, if this podcast goes up early enough, just text me because I'll – or hit me up on, on the Facebooks or whatever because I'll yeah. be watching somewhere. Uh, and then uh, Group D, the last. So let's talk about the last group. Still a good uh, group. That, no, this group is this is the shittiest group. I know. I just meant. I just meant in terms of oh. uh, of the competition. Sure. It, honestly, sure. I thought Galatasaray would be uh, uh, better. Four four points. I, I I expected better out of them. Um, yeah. But Schalke's my German team, man. Can't, yeah. I got I got love for Schalke. So. so Porto leads this group with ten points. Schalke has eight. Galatasaray has four. Uh, and Locomotive Moscow has zero points. So Locomotive is they're already eliminated. They can't uh, they can't get any uh, uh, Oh no, I technically could get a Europe European place, a Europa place, but uh, they probably aren't going they to. They almost have to win um, to do that, I think at this point. Yeah, Porto and Schalke, yeah, they would they would need to at least at least win and draw and Galatasaray needs to get no points. So yeah. they would need to do at least two things. Uh, yeah, so that was that's. I mean, that was kind of the shittiest group because it was pretty easy. There, generally, so. the, I think the quality of the group was bad, but I think the competition was. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be. I, I thought it would actually be a really good competition. Sure. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that is your Champions League roundup. Uh, maybe we'll jump back into that again in a couple months when we get into like the sort of knockout. Yeah, let's do it, man. Phase. We got some uh, questions. We got some. Fu- we got some fucking questions. Well, we um, got some answers. So, at Carl Arthur Bates asked us, uh, which player will Minnesota United select in the reentry draft that will immediately sap all of the optimism that fans had for this offseason? I don't know who. I haven't reviewed every team's uh, um, roster situation, but let me just give a player. I don't know if they're in contract. Out of contract. Let me just give a kind of player that we would get that would be like, Jesus Christ, Brexit. I was going to say Maynard Figueroa. Who's actually out of contract? Okay, Maynard, he was, Maynard, he was, Maynard, yeah, Maynard. yeah, he was, yeah. he was, uh, he was dropped by FC Dallas. So I think that okay. would be like Maynard Figueroa. That, but I could, I could I, see that. I, I like Breck. I, I like the Breck Shea. <laughs> that actually makes a lot Breck of sense too. Let me let me try to let me try to throw out one more here just while we're having fun. How about uh, Leonardo? The team says, "Hey, you know what? We need defenders. Leonardo." Perhaps my least favorite MLS defender ever. Oh Christ! Okay. Uh, did you? So did you watch the uh, the Adrian Heath uh, Everton video that yeah, Carl Arthur? Okay. I did, yeah. So uh, so Carl Arthur Bates, uh, please rate Adrian Heath's television performance uh, in the following categories. And if you uh, if you haven't seen the video, go follow the Daves I know uh, on Twitter. It's T D I K M N. Watch this video. Uh, it's 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 Adrian Heath and a, a bunch of Everton players. Uh, singing a song about Everton, with he's, interspe- <laughs> he's finally around people who like him. Interspersed with clips of them scoring goals, 
Um, I don't think I saw Adrian Heath score a goal in that in the in the clip, but it, it happened. It's a four and a half minute video. Um, you are going to want to murder yourself, uh, which is called suicide. That's fine. Suicide's painless. Um, but yes, yeah, so he wants us to rate Adrian Heath's performance, and you definitely you can tell easily who Adrian Heath Let's, is. Like yeah, he's, yeah. He's Let's. in the he's in the front. Uh, it's he's very Jesus Christ. I didn't. I don't. I didn't I, fucking memorize the video. He's given us five criteria to. So rate yeah. On. So let's, on stage, let's fire through this. All right, I don't so on stage entrance, well. he brings up the rear. I, I'm, I don't know where it belongs. Yeah, he. You can barely see him. So I don't know. That's a that's a. He gets a, uh, a C. He gets wardrobe. Th- three toffees out of five. Wardrobe. They're all wearing the same thing. So he doesn't. There's not a really a wardrobe. Hair. Now hair. Hair is a whole other thing. I th- I think that. Uh, I think generally speaking, he's he's got decent hair. Compared yeah, I, I, th- I think he, I think he does fine with the hairy hands. Well, compared c- compared to everybody else on the stage, yes. Yeah, yeah. But talk about the hair generally. <laughs> it's fucking uh, terrible. Okay, okay. I mean, uh, they're all. They, most of them have mullets. Um, there's yeah, some really yeah. there's some really egregious uh, facial hair choices that are made. Yeah, that's true. by a lot of the guys on the team. And again, this is the 80s, so of course. Let's let's keep that in perspective, but All right, uh, I'll give uh two two toffees out of 5. <laughs> All right, lyric memorization. I think he he feels like he kind of knew the lyrics. That was of the part song. Of, I I think yeah, I think four toffees out of 5 and I think that was part of the problem. Memorizing those lyrics is not an <laughs> asset. Yeah. I mean, they literally sing the same verse over and over again, yeah, like yeah. ten times. And then uh, on stage charisma, what do you got for his Adrian's on stage charisma? That he was fun. He was a nice, charismatic young man. I, I see. I think he was. I think he was not the best, though. I think he was. Well, is this a competition? Is that how we're rating oh, yeah. them compared to their peers? Compared, well, compared to the other people on the I stage. I thought it was just like generally, just like a, a, an objective ranking. Oh, I, I think compared. You know, I haven't he, been comparing. Yeah, compared okay. to other people on the stage. Uh, I think that's okay. Sure. Point. Yes. He he did, he did not have some of the swagger that some of his peers enjoyed. His, some of his peers had some swagger. Yes. And terrible mustaches. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him, <laughs> gonna give him uh, 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 five out of three uh, sausages. On okay. This one. Uh, all right. Adieu Rosales, 1979. Adieu finally asked this question. He's been trying to ask these questions for. Going on six months now. And I hope everyone forgets. asks us really long questions all the time yeah. forever. So. If all MLB playoff games were played in New York every year and the Yankees and Mets were always invited for being the home teams while the rest of the teams have to qualify for it, would you watch the playoffs? If you said no, then why are people still watching the Gold Cup? I think that's the... It's a, it's a so funny... I think it's joke. not a question. It's not yeah. a joke. It's more... And why are people still watching yeah. the Gold Cup? I is, is anyone out there who watches the Gold Cup watching it because they think it's an elite competition? Is there is there one I, person on earth who's just doing that? I don't think so. Okay, well there yeah. you go. I, so yes, Adu, uh, not only are you right, but everyone already agrees with you. Yes, that's correct. Who's uh, LaCribs? Is this that fucking guy? That's Andy. Uh, Look, this is not. This is we're not fucking therapists, Andy. <laughs> All right, so find a therapist. LaCribs <laughs> asks. There was a whole lot of buzz about after this year's draft. Given a choice, would you rather see the Loons barbarically pillage the transfer free agent world or clobber the crap out of the draft even more in 19 with an emphasis on putting the frosting on this yummy 
three-year plan cake. I oh, think he tra- wants us to know if, he, if we should, if we, if he thinks that focus on draft or focus on focus transfers. on draft or focus on tra- transfers. Focus on transfers. Fucking yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we did you- really well in the last two drafts. We yeah. actually did. Yeah. And we haven't given him any fucking minutes. Yeah. If we're not gonna give him any time. Then who cares? Yeah. No, absolutely. Focus oh. on the fucking transfers because absolutely. But I mean, here's the thing: Do you trust this front office? Did no, but if we can't, if we can't blow the front office up we have to at least do the right things with the team with the shitty front office that we have fair. okay i'm not gonna say no do bad at everything no just yeah fair uh sorry peter sparks three asks since mls teams had to show their end of the year roster he said rooster, rooster. Their <laughs> end of the year he did right he did right rooster yeah minnesota really whipped <laughs> should, their year-end cocks out there who should mnufc pick up that another team denied a contract to. Is there basically answered anybody? this question already? I mean, I you know, I actually we I, we, we answered I, it sardonically. Weirdly, I, I would not be opposed to Minor Figueroa. God damn, are you drunk? Not yet. Uh, not drunk yet. But. So yeah, pick up another team, denied a contract to. Uh, so Walker Zimmerman I, is out of contract, but apparently he's been offered a contract by. I, I mean, he would be uh, immediately. I'd be the person. I'm not. I'm so uh, if he's out of contract, certainly Walker yeah. Zimmerman would be great. Um, I'm not familiar with who everybody kept uh, kept out. Of yeah, to, I mean, to, it was. Bit, let me get back to you next week once I've reviewed yeah, everybody's well, rosters. Well, you you won't be here next week, but uh, maybe no, fucking weeks. whenever. I don't know. I'm, I'm too busy. I got I, mean, a, you, I got a job. You I got can, an adult. You I can, can be re- you could, read hey, rosters. Hey, that's that's a, that's a sick uh, not having a job. Well, oh, I didn't man. mean to burn you. I meant to burn <laughs> this fucking guy. I got a. I didn't read everybody's All right, roster. Uh, at uh, uh, I gotta go home and work after this shit. At Chalkery, Jake from the Dark why can't people appreciate Ibsen the way people appreciate Joe Maurer? This is in response to the, the thing that I do you, uh, not, do you not like Ibsen? Apparently, do you not like Joe so Maurer? no. Here's the thing: people. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about him. Ibsen, and people. Like hate I don't Joe understand Maurer. the question. Like he wants them to not appreciate Ibsen. Is that what he's saying? I don't. I don't under. I, guess I don't think Joe Maurer is that appreciated compared to. He's his, not. No, country. Ibsen is fucking. So what's his what's his question then? Why can't I, they appreciate I, Ibsen I think he, shittily? Is that what he's asking? I think he's being facetious. He's it. being facetious there. Uh, his probably real questions are: If you put a team of Ibsens up against a team of Christian Ramirez's, who would win, or why would Team Ibsen? Why win? would Team Ibsen win? So, yeah, so a uh, team of Ibsens versus a team of Ramirez's. Why would Team Ibsen win? That's Jake's I, question. No, I, I, th- I honestly, th- if you if you asked me two years ago, I'd say a team of Ibsens win. Uh, this over the last year, Christian's really developed other aspects of his game. I think he could be a more of a versatile player, and I think that makes a team of Christians win. Yeah, I think Team Ramirez wins. Yeah, nine times out of ten. Certainly at this point. Uh, th- he finally his last question was: If you had to say seven great things about Ibsen, what would they be? Uh, lost, greed, gluttony. What are the other ones? Sloth. Sloth. All of those seven things would describe him perfectly. Yeah. All right, so the seven deadly sins. Uh, Gear Gab, uh, Bill McGuire, not that Bill McGuire, but another Bill McGuire, asks, uh, <laughs> if Ibsen came to your house for dinner, what would the menu be? I mean, he's Brazilian, so it's got to be uh, it's got to be some meat. Yeah, a ton of meat. Meat. And a bunch of rice. And seared like seared yeah. meat, rice. Uh, yeah, some, uh, yeah. A yeah, rice con pollo. Yeah, but so, <laughs> wow, do, are you Spanish? Um, here, here's the thing, though. Like, if I go to Spain, I don't want my host family, if I stay with the host family. Is he Brazilian? Like, no, I'm giving an example. If I go to wherever, I don't want them to make me a fucking hamburger every night. I want to go and experience the local cuisine. So what I'm going to do for Ibsen is I'm going to treat him to some what we call traditional American fare. 
It's going to be brown. And it's going to be five shades of brown. To be, you know, you've got your french fries and your hamburger and your fucking uh, nachos. It's all going to be different shades of brown. Okay. And uh, he'll never play soccer again when yeah. he's done eating it. I'm going to I'm gonna give him a... I'm going to do a spam hot dish, I think. Spam hot dish? Uh, that sounds like goddamn garbage. <laughs> my mother... My mother loves spam. I don't understand why. So I, my mother loves spam. Because she came from the depression when that was the only food there was. <laughs> so I actually from the I had a weird thing happen like a month ago. I was at the grocery store, you know, where you get the food and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was like shopping for the groceries there. And I walked past the spam and I was like, I haven't had spam in fucking 20 years. I wonder if it's good. Like, I didn't like it as a kid, but I didn't like lots of stuff as a kid. And I grabbed a can of spam just on a whim. I brought it home and I, I cut off a couple of slices there and I fried it up in a pan, nice golden brown, because I was going to make like a hot spam sandwich. And I took one bite of the sandwich and I threw it in the garbage. That <laughs> is how little I liked it. My mother used to make us spam burgers growing up. Oh, shit. It was the fucking worst. So, yeah, well, I, spam I, I, backwards I, spells maps. I know. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very easy to. Were you able to okay. yeah. do the do the the thing? The uh, so, yeah. so yeah, so I would make him uh, I don't know spam casserole, spam, spam casserole, spam hop dish. <laughs> uh, all right, and then uh, Bill House. One other question: Has anyone ever had their option passed on, but they came back the next year and signed for less money? I think he's talking also again about Ibsen. Um, um, well, would for, Ibsen I mean, come regardless back? of whether it's Ibsen or not, that that has happened. Yes, yes. of course it is. Yeah. Um, so I I can't. Uh, an example doesn't come to mind, but it certainly happens. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that you plan it that way. I don't think that anybody's like savvy enough. Like, I know he's coming back. It just kind of works out that way as yeah. they're out on the market, and you're like, well, sure as hell, take him for a hundred thousand less, and maybe you swipe at him. But sure, yeah. Um, and then uh, at campaign expert Brian Hanf, Brian Hanf, who will be on this podcast eventually. Yeah, very soon. Uh, he won the uh, the auction at the Dave's I Know or the, or sorry the Dark Cloud. <laughs> Dave's I Know f- uh, fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. The, the Dark Cloud's fundraiser <laughs> at the end of the year at Ladona Cerveza Ria last year or uh, earlier this year. Um, so he was he's gonna be on the podcast soon. But he asked, "What country should we ban MNUSC staff from scouting? Which country should we just book weekly flights for them to keep going back to?" And which country should the one-way ticket that, that be that we give to Heath out? I think he wants Heath out. No Th- shit. I appreciate. Thanks, Brian. Um, what country thanks should we ban them from scouting? The, uh, Cameroon. Okay, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say something in the Scandinavias. That would be a second, a second <laughs> thing for me. But uh, okay. Cameroon, we've Cameroon had, is. We've <laughs> had three swings and misses out of Cameroon now. That's, you um, make a very valid point there. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I think I'm going to go with you. So addicted one. to Cameroon. Um, so what was the next one? Uh, where should uh, we book them? Weekly, weekly flights. Keep going back to Chile. Costa Rica. Chile. Oh, okay. Ch- I, I think the value that you can get for the quality of player in Ch- Chile is still not regarded as highly, I think, as they should, as the players that can come out of there are. Um, so I think you can still find decent value for a good player. I'm gonna I'm gonna pander to Rodrigo here, but I would say Peru for that one. I think. Peru is also say no to Peru. Yeah. Super highly undervalued. Sure, but I think they're Chile and Peru are kind of the in the same kind yeah, of. Yeah, and then you get Argentina and Brazil, where you pay out the ass whether they turn out or not. Sure, and yeah. that's it's weird. That's that's uh, fucking capitalism for you. So yeah. What was the last question? And which had? country should the one way ticket for uh, Heath out be? Um, I mean, well, Siber- theoretically, Siberia like, isn't a country in of itself. No, I mean, I would say um, I would send it back to England because you know that's where he. We grew up. It's very kind of you. We're is England. Greenland a country? Greenland is a country. 
I, I mean, Iceland. What so a here's dumb the thing. Question. I, I, Iceland. I would say Iceland because Iceland is nice, and he could. He, I don't want to send him somewhere. He nice. could easily get back. Well, it's, I want him. To, I want. I want to send him somewhere where he has to struggle to get back. Okay, okay, here's back, the thing. I don't want to kill him because Wh- wherever the fuck he wants to go, I don't want to kill him. <laughs> I don't want to send him to like the jungle and have him get you know, uh, you know, uh, monkey AIDS or whatever that is out there. But I I want him to go to a place where he has to make a 14 day hike, eating his fallen comrades, and then he's you know he gets to where he needs to go after he finds you know he shoots the flare and they come and get him, and then he he just he learns so much about himself and about what he's done. And it makes him a stronger person. Why that's what I really want. Why he's a terrible person? Yeah, that's what I want. I want. I want it to be a, a desperate learning opportunity. Okay, so that, then I think it's like some, it's someplace like. Yeah, I don't know. Siberia isn't a country. I mean, Iceland. I mean, you could do ba- it. You could, you could do it in Iceland, but you don't. You just, you just don't drop him in Reykjavik. You drop him on the uh, on the northwestern side on of the Iceland. Shitty part. Yeah, the shitty part of Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, because Reykjavik's on like the southeastern part. That's where like all the fucking people are. So you drop him on, and, and he still has gorgeous views, but he has to like make his way back. I think that maybe that's where I would I drop him on the north northeastern Jesus part of uh, of Iceland. Why can't Colin come on the show again? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I think that's 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 it, that's, it, that's it, man. We 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 did another podcast. Yeah. Um, you can always find us at uh, the Dave's I know or sorry Dave's I know dot com. Uh, email us the questions, uh, which none of you ever do at the Davis. I know I'm at gmail.com <laughs> at TDIKMN on Twitter. Obviously, uh, you can find me at Texas L or you can find Martin at regular David. Um, this has been, oh, sorry. This is your, that's your fucking part. steal my beard. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're yeah, the Davis. So you know, what are you fucking doing here? You want it? No. Do you want it? No. Do you remember it? No. No? Neither no. do I. It always just falls out of my <laughs> mouth. I don't <laughs> know what I'm saying. We're the Daves You Know. This has been the Daves I Know. Thank you for listening. Land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. We can't drive it at all. Y'all know we can't drive it at all.